It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details. Say hi to Doug and to Mary. And let you know they're on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. It looks like the Americans have tied it up. It's 2-2 now at the World Juniors, looking for the right to play Sweden in the final of the World Junior Championship. Joined now by our friend Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Sir, it's been a while since we talked. How are you? Happy New Year, LT. How are you doing? I'm well. I, I had a really nice Christmas. I uh, made a turkey and uh, everybody enjoyed it. And nobody got sick. So that was good. What about you? That's all you can ask for. Yeah. You know what? It was a, it was a nice, casual kind of uh, Christmas week. It's always that strange time where it's a, time's kind of a flat circle between Christmas and New Year's. But it was great. Got to see some family. Got to see some friends. Got to uh, have a couple of nice dinners out. And obviously the big meal on Christmas is fantastic. Did you... Did you um how do I put this? Did you did you lose track of time? Yes. Yeah. Easily, in fact. It's one of those, for me, it's, you know, I was trying, my only goal for the week was to sleep in a little bit. And now that I've got a little bit older, sleeping until 9 o'clock feels like such a gift. So I was trying to do that. And then by the time my day would end and just kind of back home and settled, you might be midnight, might be 1 o'clock in the morning and you just go, oh, wow, what day is it anyway? Do I have to work tomorrow? No. Okay, we're still good. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird times of the year where you try to recoup and try and get the most out of it while you can. And, and I certainly try to do that this year. Well, you and I were lollygagging. The Oilers were putting their boots on and, and working really hard. Um, January gives them an opportunity. If they work as hard and are successful as they were in December, they could really put some pressure on teams. Do you see them posting a really strong number in January in 11 games? We look at the 11 games that they've got and the teams therein, those 11 games, and you look at who is going to really stand in their way, provided that the Oilers... I mean, there's a huge caveat here, Al, that the Oilers have to play the way they have been playing throughout this win streak. That's all, that's the most obvious thing. But outside of the game against Toronto on the 16th, I don't see anybody in the calendar for the month of January that really goes, oh, that's a tough one, or oh, that's a scheduled loss, or oh, if the Oilers don't play well, that one's going to be a tough one. If they play the way they can, they play the way that Chris Knobloch has them playing over the last 17 games outside of the, the, the three-game losing streak in there, I think that they're going to do really, really well here. So even though we've been talking about a six-game win streak currently, I could see this being this stretch being the one that they finally get that 10-game uh, win streak that this franchise has never seen. That's absolutely doable with the schedule. And frankly, since I'm selfish, there's no reason they couldn't win all 11, provided that you know it's going to take some luck, it's going to take some goaltending, it's going to take some depth scoring, it's going to take all of that. But the roadmap is there to do it if they keep playing as well as they have. Can they catch L.A. or, or another team that would stumble from the top three? Yeah, it's, that's the tricky thing, right? Isn't it? Like we're talking about a six-game win streak right now, and yet the Oilers are still on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. I know that they're only, uh, you know, they're one point out of the wild card spot with the game at hand. I understand that, but it's amazing that winning 14 of the last 17 games really hasn't moved the needle all that much in terms of like maybe climbing back up into the top three. Can they catch LA? Yes, they absolutely can catch LA. But they're going to need some luck. 
they're going to need to keep winning, and LA is going to lose in regulation because as much as it was nice to win uh, against LA last week, just before the new year, they still hadn't managed to get a point. So when you got that Batman loser point factored in there, it's really tough to catch teams in this league. Yes, they can do it, but they're going to need wins, and they're also going to need a bunch of luck. Bag milk, our guest, Oilers Nation Sports fourteen forty in the lowdown with low tide. Now I want to frame this question correctly because there's there there are uh, shifting sands in this question. So. Understanding that the price point on a goalie of note is going to be high because so many teams are looking at it. And then further understanding that Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard have played well since the coaching changed and the, the defense looks more structured. Is goaltender still the number one issue in Edmonton? I don't think so. And let me know what you think of this. Because I think Calvin Pickard, as your backup, currently, as we're talking today on January 4th, he has a 904 save percentage. That is okay by me. I mean, it's not fantastic. We're not writing Vezina candidate beside his name with numbers like a 904, but that is acceptable backup goaltending to me. And I think that kind of shifts a little bit. So now my thought is a bigger priority is finding somebody to play at 3C considering how well Ryan McLeod is playing on the left side with Leon Dreisaitl, and maybe that is a short-term solution for that line buzzing the way they are. But while they're rolling, I want to keep them together. And we know what the first line could do, but right now I see a hole at 3C, so it kind of shifts it a little bit for me. So the bigger priorities, in my opinion, and again, I'd love to know your take on it, it would be a 3C or maybe trying to find a way to upgrade somewhere on the right side on defense. Uh, I think Vinny DeHarnay on the third pairing looked good. I think that if there's any opportunity to upgrade on that right side on defense, it might be Cody Cece, unfortunately. So those would be my two priorities as of today, given how well Stuart Skinner's playing. And that Calvin Pickard has provided the Oilers some quality backup goaltending here over his last couple of starts. See, I think that you, you're on to something, and I would just add to it, because I think you're on the right track for sure. I would just say that, that goaltending, there's so little out there, and right-handed defensemen come at such a premium. I think a third-line center, you know, they uh, CC and Nurse are are going to be asked a, a, a lot during the, down the stretch into the playoffs. They're going to be asked to do a lot. Having said that, I don't know how many better up, like Tanev is out there, but what's the price point and can you fit him in? So I think third line center, I'll say this. I think they'll do more than one thing. I do think they'll add a defenseman. I don't know. It'll be at the top end. I think they'll add a goalie, but I think the, the money might end up going to third line center. And that would be interesting because right now you've got a Vander Kane for the third line. If you add a significant center, say a right-handed guy, the idea of three scoring lines, which is sort of a unicorn thought for Oiler fans, at least comes into view a little. Fair? I, I totally agree with you. The, the three scoring lines, I mean, that's been the dream for Oilers fans for a long time. So we're we're pretty close to realizing that dream here if we can find a piece that slots in in the middle. So I'm with you. The third line center, it, it's really kind of opened up an opportunity there to go find someone that can contribute because – Ryan McLeod right now on the wing alongside Leon Dreisaitl with his speed and ability to retrieve pucks is is working really nicely. And I almost think we might have a better winger on our hands than we ever would a 3C in McLeod. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he's he's you know, he's scoring now, but his his offense has always been there, but he has not been he he delivered that offense without Dreisaitl or McDavid. Now he's doing it with Dreisaitl and it looks really good. What what are your thoughts, Bag Milk, our guest from Oilers Nation on Sports fourteen forty in the lowdown with low tide? What are your thoughts about Dylan Holloway? He's going down to the minors. He's going to play at center. 
Do you see him as being maybe a fourth line option or, or maybe just a utility guy? It's an interesting it's an interesting move that they're making him. They're gonna go down he's gonna go down and play at center. I'm really interested to see how this goes because Dylan Holloway has got all the tools you like. He's a bigger kid. He's fast. He's got hands. He can score. He has scored at lower levels, maybe not so much at the NHL level just yet in his young career. But he's a really interesting player to me. And if this experiment with him works at three uh, as as a center down in Bakersfield, is he somehow the answer to our three C conversation we're just talking about at the NHL level? Obviously, that's part of kind of putting the the cart before the horse a little bit. But I've got a lot of time for Dylan Holloway. There's so much to like here, and it's really unfortunate the past couple of years have all been derailed by injury. I thought he was playing some of his best hockey of the season. Uh, I was actually at the game in November 11th when he scored a goal in the hat trick, and then I thought he was playing against New York Islanders until he got hurt. So it's been really unfortunate to see him kind of get banged up here over the last couple of years. But if he can figure out this centerman thing down on the farm, I, I think that really opens up the doors for him to contribute at the NHL level. When you're looking at, at what the cost point, the price point might be to make a move, um, it could be Broberg, the 2024 first round pick. Um, does does the idea of trading out of the Jack Campbell contract still appeal to you, or do you think that's a summer buyout? Oh, that's a that's a really interesting question because when I look at the Oilers' draft picks for this coming draft, they've got their first, they've got their second, no third, no fourth, a fifth, two, and the sixth, and no seventh. So it's not like they have a bunch of uh, of draft bullets that are spent in June. So I, if they could. I'd love to see them do anything they possibly could to avoid trading that first rounder. I just, the Oilers need players on the depth chart that can come in and play and contribute down the line. So I'd really be hesitant to give up that first rounder. But if you could get Jack Campbell off the books clean and free without having to retain salary or without having to buy him out and extend that contract over a six-year period rather than just leaving the three that's left on there, then, you know, that might be a different conversation. Because if you have to buy him out, then sure, that saves you some short-term dollars, but then you still have to find a goalie to fill it up. So you're not, you're probably netting out at even at best. So that's really the only opportunity I would be willing to consider a first-round pick movement with lottery protection, of course. Um, to move Jack Campbell, provided that you can get out of that free and clear. Because right now, unfortunately, um, he's the backup in the AHL. And given the numbers that we all know that are tied to him and on, on the salary cap, that's it's just too much and it's not working. So I think that's the only the only trade I would make that would include a first round pick, unless you're getting an absolute stud uh, in, in return that can contribute not just for this year but for 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 years down the road, kind of like a Matthias Ekholm trade last year, but. I could see it being included in the Jack Campbell trade if that happens, but man, I'd like to avoid trading the first rounder if possible. So, um, excluding Broberg, excluding Holloway, let's assume the Oilers at some point during the next few months leading up to the final games of the season have enough leeway and breathing room that they can recall one player for an audition. Of the prospects not named Holloway and Broberg, who would you like to see? I'd like to see more from Rob 
I know I know that he got a cup of coffee there with Sam Gagne hurt. I'd like to see what he can do a little bit more than what we've we've seen. He's played low minutes, only a handful of games. I'd love to see him if if looking at who's down in, in Bakersfield, you know, there's I'd be curious what could Xavier Borgot contribute on the right side at a low cost, uh, as a low cost skills forward. I mean, I mean, he's just getting to his pro career, but I think, unfortunately, from my perspective, and you would know better than I would ever on this, Alice, I think that the steps chart is a little bit shallow in terms of maybe some prospects that could get called up and actually be contributing to the NHL roster at this point, but. Xavier Borgo might be a name, maybe, but Raphael is definitely the name that I would probably look at. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a big guy, and he looked much better. He looked better, right, the, the game that he played, even though he didn't play very long and he got a ridiculous penalty. I thought he was more involved and, and more aggressive. I agree. Yeah, he, there's a lot to like with Lavoie. He's a big, big kid. He's got skill, that shot. Once he figures out how to use that shot at the NHL level, he's going to score some goals. So if, if I'm picking one name, he's that guy. I think that he's got the toolbox to compete at the NHL level. It's just a matter of whether or not he can put it together. Because he's having another fine season down in Bakersfield. He's scoring goals. So ultimately what we need is the roster. Um, and if he's going to be playing a little bit, then yeah, 100% it would be Ralph Lavoie. So at least some of the people listening right now, final question for you, Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Sure. Some of the people listening right now are in the middle of their first work week of the year after the, the Christmas and the New Year. They are lethargic. They're bloated from too much food and drink. They are not focused in any way. So we look to you. The nation looks to Bag Milk for inspiration about how to corral all of the energy, all of the brain cells to get anything done so that we do not become a focal point for management during the first week back. Please give us the key to the highway. I think the most important thing you can do here in this first week, we've only got a couple of days left here to grind through, so we're almost there. But I think the most important thing you do is whether you work in an office or a cubicle or in a warehouse or wherever you're at, have some kind of work-related items in your within reach. So if you're on a computer, have some spreadsheets open in a tab that kind of look like you're doing something. Right. You know, there's some uh, there's some websites out there like I should be working dot com. You know, there's a panic button on that website where if you click it, it opens a spreadsheet automatically. The boss looks like you're making all kinds of spreadsheets with all kinds of data. So I think you want to set yourself up for some success here. But really, we only got two days left to get through. One and a half days now to get through. So you're on the home stretch. Just keep doing what you can. But again, make sure you've got some work within arm reach. That if the boss comes around the corner, you see someone walking down the hall, you just flip on over to that tab, you grab that thing that's work-related, and you, you, may, you get through this last day and a half. Another thing I've noticed is if you carry around a, a stack of papers in the office, if you've got a file folder full of stack of papers, nobody's going to ever stop you. Nobody's going to ask you what's in that folder. You can just walk around all afternoon if you like. Just make it sure you got something in that folder that if anybody asks you, you open it up and there's your spreadsheets right inside. So maybe visit the printer, print some of that stuff off, and carry it around with you for the rest of the week. I feel like you'll get by. Or at the absolute worst case, you write to old bag milk and I'll do an unli- an, uh, an unlicensed doctor's note for you. Oh my I don't know God. that'll work at your employer, but I'm happy to do it. You do so much for us even before you start offering these little tidbits, but that's outstanding. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. The advice I was born to give. Alan. So now, what is, does does the dog just wait for the next game because it's a while here? Yeah, unfortunately, Frank. Uh, you know, we got Ottawa coming up the late game on Hockey Night in Canada. He's been patiently waiting. 
since the win over Philly. So wow. I've got him studying spreadsheets. He's looking at uh, some of the possession numbers over at Natural Stat Trek. He's reading all the news at OilersNation.com, and he's checking out Lotai.ca to make sure that he's up to date on all things he needs before Saturday's game against the Senators. God, that's the that's the wise dog right there. Now, when you walk by the dog, does he have spreadsheets open on his computer too, or? So what he does is I actually stole the last idea from Fred. <laughs> he's always got this out around the panel, but when I walk by, he pops up to attention. He pretends he's looking at all the sheets and all the data I've printed out for him on a daily basis. Oh, so my God. I'm actually just borrowing from the dog. He's much smarter than I. Oh. So I'm just relaying the information that he has established as best practice. Dogs are running circles around us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There you go. Bag milk. You know, there's some really good information in there. I didn't realize that. What's it called? I should be working.com and there's a panic button. <laughs> I hope that's true. I saw he might have made it up. I don't know. I don't know what young people do today. But I hope that's true. 117. I will tell you that I think this Edmonton Oilers team is going to have a good month. I don't know about undefeated. I'm going to talk about the two games I worry about. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger, bunch of people wandering around. People wave at us. We're at the mall. People drop by. Sometimes I wave at them and they look at me like, what the hell is that guy doing? But I usually work with those guys. Um, hey guys, what do you think the chances are that Holland would go after Kevin Hayes? And what would that look like? Big body center, UFA at the end of 2026. Perfect 3C makes 3.5 after Philly retention. Would the Blues retain 50%? First round pick plus Broberg for Hayes at 1.25 for three playoff runs? Well, there's some creativity there for sure. I think that's an all your eggs in one basket option. I, I, I think that, that, um, I think the idea of a right-handed center has appeal. Um, on the right side now, these, you know, we don't know what Connor Brown is going to be in the second half, but we do know that he's not signed for next year. So let's say he blossoms in the second half. You're going to need some money for that. Be very hesitant, uh, to use any kind of money. So who would you go shopping for for a third line center low tide? Are there two or three guys we can legitimately look at that can improve that third line? Well, uh, we're, we're just blue-skying it right now. We're obviously looking at a higher level of player than we were when we discussed fourth line. So that process has yet to begin. Who's out of it? You know, somebody mentioned, I can't find it right now. I was looking for a Boone Jenner. He always gets mentioned. Boone Jenner is one of those guys who... You always felt was going to be an oiler like Mike Modano because he kept, keeps getting mentioned all the time. I wonder if Mike Modano can still skate. You know, and I say that half-jokingly. He was a wonderful skater. And Tide, I think they could just get Bugstad again. Perfect 3C. They will not make that move, I don't think. What do you think the price on a guy like Adam Henrique would be from Chris? He would be a guy on my list, even though he's left-handed. I've always liked him. The only problem is, you know, he's long in the tooth now. And I think you'd like to, if you're the Oilers, maybe maybe aim a little higher than Bukestad a year ago. They've, they've 
they've gone out and gotten some centers, and each time they Dirk Broussard, I believe, was one, and then and then Bukestad, and they've not quite been what you want. And if you look at Henrique, he's at one point oh seven points per game or points per sixty at five on five, and he has a forty percent goal share. Although uh, he is playing a team, obviously, that is challenged in many ways. So I guess I'm saying I don't know. I think I'd put him on the list, but I'd want to check it out before I committed saying yes. Low Tide Drake Kajula has 19 points in 16 games. Center in the organization signed Drake's mom. I, I I will tell you, when they signed Drake Kajula, I thought he'd be really good down there, and he started very slowly, but he looks really good now. He really does. I, I wouldn't be just out of my mind blown away if he did get a recall. Jenner? Yeah, I think Boone Jenner might be a guy. What about Sam Carrick? Fourth line, right shot, center, league minimum out of Anaheim. I think the others are desperately lacking in the physicality department in the bottom six. Stars have been taking a lot of shots lately. He logs a decent amount of minutes and has taken some of the big boys in the league. Say, you know, I, I know people want a physical player, and I like, I get it. I, I, I like physical players too, but. I just want to go back to this idea of protecting Connor McDavid or whomever. Connor McDavid is a bully. Connor McDavid cross checks, slashes, pushes, gets mad, gets outraged, intimidates. What the hell? I don't think Connor McDavid. The, there was a time when he was young when you go, well, yeah, you can do this. And and then further to that point, how much does having an enforcer on any line help anyway? Didn't help Mark Savard. So I think that the orders, if you say to me, the orders need a tough, a, a rugged guy, intimidator on the third or fourth line at center, I go, yeah, okay. But I don't buy this whole thing. Well, we get that guy and people will calm down about our stars. You know, Connor McDavid has been in this league a long time and he has grown into the. He's grown into the hunter as opposed to the hunted. And he's he's brutal. If his name wasn't Connor McDavid, I think he'd get more penalties. I'm not even kidding you. He, have you not seen? He's malicious. Back in the 70s, if he did that at Maple Leaf Gardens, some guy would charge him with it. They used to do that, you know. There was uh, Dan Maloney who went in there. Maybe for the L.A. Kings, and he did something, some untoward thing on the ice, and they, the the local, <laughs> local you know, officers charged him, and it was a, it was dumb, but that's what would happen. Conor McDavid doesn't need anyone to take care of him; he takes his own pound of flesh. You're damn straight, he does. Like I think he just, I think he, you know, McDavid has this thing where he sets his jaw and then he goes about his business. And I think a few years ago he said, "Well, to hell with that noise." I'm just going to I'm going to be the aggressor and he is. Not white right-handed, but what about Sean Monahan from Wild Child? I've always liked Sean Monahan. I've always liked him really a lot. I'd love to see Sean Monahan here. We have an enforcer. His name is Nuge. Yeah. I I'm a big Nuge fan. And you know he does win all his fights, so I'd like Colton Sissons, another name we've heard many times as being possibly uh, an Edmonton Oiler. 
LT, what would Connor Brown have to do in the second half for the oil to consider re-signing him? And if his play warrants a contract, what dollars are they looking at from Maple Jet? I think if he scored 10 goals and was a positive outscorer at 5-on-5 and helped on the PK, that would be enough. You know, if you score 10 goals in 40 games, you're not certainly a 20-goal a, a scorer, but you're probably 15-20. to 20. And where does he score him? What line does he score him on? But I, I felt going in, I do, um, I do projections, and I know you read them. So I'm just looking it up now. Um, what I what I thought he would do this year? Uh, complete reasonable expectations. Well, there it is. And I write these in the summertime, so I, I think he was on August 30th. I wrote this. I had Brown playing in 49 games. I thought he'd get hurt and scoring 17 goals. And 35 points. So if he got 10 goals in the last whatever it is, where how many games are we in? We got 48 left, something like that, 47 left. If he scored uh, 10, I think he would be considered worth, worth signing. Is it 2-2 now, USA and Finland? Is that what we have? That is the score I have with just over 13 minutes to go in the, four, in the third. Sorry. Okay, sounds good. Almost said fourth there, basketball brand a little bit. Well, you are such a multifaceted sports fellow. I do it all. What can I say? It's in the eighth inning. <laughs> I enjoyed our conversation with uh, Mike Lundy of Flannel Foxes. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. It was great to have on. Yeah. I'm very glad we did that. Yeah, I like that. I like stories like that where that's a young family and they're working together and they're building their lives together. I love that stuff. Now, are you going to be heading down to the Wem Volkswagen Volkswagen tomorrow? Well, to four see, o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon. O'clock tomorrow I will try afternoon. to. I now Friday afternoon. I will tell you. Uh, I've been. I was busy. I was busier on my holiday than I was normally. So I might nap, but then I could come back. Are you going to bring a copy of your book and ask the boys if they want you to sign them? Sign no, it for no, them. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't do that. I don't. I don't do that. Okay. All right. By the way, it looks like Charleston Hughes has retired from the Canadian Football League. There you go. Charleston Hughes has followed me on Twitter for the better part of a decade, so I'm very sad to see to uh, see that he was a great great edge rusher in his day. You damn right he was. I, I are, are you feeling uh, mamby pamby, or are you feeling good about your Rough Riders? I don't know what mamby I mean, pamby means. I, I think I always kind of feel mamby pamby, but with Craig Dickinson out, I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. And things are looking up. Do you think Craig Dickinson lost his job because of his coaching or because he doesn't look like he's angry enough? I Well, it's probably a healthy mix, but I would say at the end of the day, it is his coaching in two straight, two straight six-game losing streaks to, to end back-to-back seasons. I mean, you just can't have that. Did you, did you, did you rage yell at him? Not, not to his face, but I definitely rage yelled about him in my living room. That's what I meant. Kind yeah. of, I wasn't. I haven't had the chance to do it face to face, but I would if they gave me the opportunity. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I love Rough Rider fans because they love the CFL as much as I do. Anybody, if you're a Hamilton fan and you love the CFL, then I'm all about it. I feel I uh, the CFL and the new women's hockey league, the PWHL, they should all they should get together because what I read online about both of those uh, uh, leagues is wildly unfair. And I keep yelling at my Twitter, it's not about you. You don't have to like the PWHL. Just get out of the way and understand none of that is about you. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. We don't care if you don't want to watch it, though. 
It's the same as the CFL. Oh, the CFL, their referees are terrible. Oh, yeah, and the NFL, they're terrific. Oh, the CFL has some weird games, man. They end up winning late, and it's crazy, and the other team can't do a damn. Oh, wait, I guess the NFL does that. My Eagles did that the other day. Why didn't everybody, just everybody, why can't we just, you know, let people live? Why does everybody slam down on leagues that they don't like? I don't I don't watch High Lie and I don't watch um I don't watch uh, field hockey and I don't watch whatever they do with a shillelagh, I'm afraid to ask. I don't watch those things, but I don't put them down, although I do wonder about the shillelagh. What are they doing with the shillelagh? Is it part of a sport or is it really just a walking stick? Yeah, just a walking stick. That's what they say. Eh. But what happens, you know, 2 a.m. when you're on the way home from the bar? Might come in handy. I'm just saying. Well, this is good. Here goes Al Virtual signaling again, PWHL. Give it a rest, old man. I don't know why you think you have the audacity to tell people how to live. From Dr. Dick Richard. So Dr. Dick Dick? <laughs> I think that's the point. Hey, Tide, not a huge CFL fan. I love the NFL, but I don't see the point in bashing the CFL. Well, you're, 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 there are a lot of people who do. They just are. Don't consider it a professional league. Okay, well, they're getting paid. And they're risking life and limb. LTR, the Russian Oilers allowed to sign any Russian free agents. It seems they have the secret sauce on goaltending. Uh, the, the Oilers are not good at, they can sign Russians, but they can't keep Russians. They, they drafted a hell of a goalie, Ilya Konovalov, a few years ago. And they signed him and they brought him over and he played in Bakersfield one year and then he bolted back to Russia. Took a rocket to Russia. Now people are hammering the PWHL. It's just a, it's rife. The problem for the CFL for me is there aren't enough teams for it to be meaningful. I don't understand that at all. There's not enough teams. There's nine teams. The NHL had six teams at one time. The response to teams like L.A. and Vegas has me missing Coston. Too much to ask Kane and Nurse to keep being the guys to step up all the time. You know, the best way to overcome a team that's being overly aggressive is to hammer them on the power play. You score three power play goals in the first game. Second game, nobody's being like that. The Oilers can do that. Who is this Connor Brown you keep talking about? Do you mean Toby Reader 2.0? I really cheer for Connor Brown. I want him to have a good second half. I can't imagine the amount of pressure he is under. Did you hear the Gretzky story the other day? They were talking about, um, somebody said to him, the, the, and it might have been an old interview, but it was an interview with Gretzky on a talk show. And the guy says, uh, you didn't, you know, you played a long time and you didn't get hit very much. And Gretzky said, well, I remember towards the end of my career, I started hearing like, hey, Wayne, heads up, 99, look out. <laughs> Guys who were about to hit him, trying not to hit him. Try not to hit him too hard. I guess he just didn't want to be the guy who injured Gretzky, hey? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that Which would probably I get, get. blackballed from the league. Well, 
there was no? a theory that that uh, McCreary, Bill McCreary, I can't remember which McCreary it was, did hit him in Toronto, and he never played in the NHL again. There was a theory. Okay, so that's a little bit of merit to what I was saying. Yeah. But I, you know, I think Gretzky was was. I mean, look, he he made the NHL more than it was. I remember the NHL before Gretzky, and I've seen the NHL after Gretzky. And he was one of those, like, he could go into the National Hockey League, the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder. I know that seems awkward to say, but he, they, the the National Hockey League is a much bigger enterprise because of Wayne Gretzky. Somebody said once that they went to L.A. before Gretzky got there, and there was a lot of tennis courts. And then they went to L.A. after Gretzky left, and there was a lot of hockey rinks that were on where the tennis courts used to be. I don't know if that's true, but it's a great line. How has Broberg been playing lately, Al? Really well. He is dominant in the AHL. Easily the best condor. Passes the puck brilliantly. Uh, he plays great angles. He's aware. Uh, I love watching him. He plays a lot, though. He doesn't play much when he plays here. And uh, he's a he's a, a stallion. He's a horse in the American League. I think he can play third pair here. I don't know what his value is via trade. But if a team is scouting him right now, they're loving what he's doing in Bakersfield. The CFL will die with all you boomers. Well, thank you. I will single-handedly keep it alive with my fandom. Well, thank you. Yes. You and uh, Wanick. Yes, me and Wanick. We yeah. will lead the charge. Yeah. I think that the, the Canadian Football League is such a good product. Three downs. Every like in the NFL, as soon as you get the ball, you're you're you know, you run for three, the clock winds down forty five seconds. Then you run for three more, the clock winds down for forty five seconds. And then you have to throw on third down. I gotta be honest, Al, I love the CFL. I'll always love the CFL. It's the league that made me fall in love with sports. You I, love the NFL, no, I know. No, I was going to say I would prefer four down. Oh, that's it. Yep. Get out. I would. I would. That would be a change out. for me. I love you, everything else. I love the width of the field. I love the length of the field. I love the rouge. I, I would have four downs. Listen, listen. Can somebody cut off his microphone? I don't mean just turn it off. I mean cut the cord. What? That's sacrilege. I just find it a little hard to get into a flow offensively with three downs. That's the threat. I get that. The threat. I you, get that. Okay. You know what? You can't. First down, you lost two yards. You're in real trouble there, Stallion. <laughs> yes, and I get that. And I get that that is, you know, I, some of the appeal, and it makes, you know, those second and longs more exciting because there's so much weighing on it. But I just think that when you have two and outs that frequently – there's no rhythm for the offense, and I think that detracts from the product a little bit. Okay. You 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 have offended me at the highest levels. You have you have insulted my my core beliefs. You could not be more offensive to me now if you reached out and slapped me in the face with a Bible. That's how I feel. I don't even have anything to say. I'm lost for words. I never thought I'd make you feel this way. 
I feel terrible because I love the CFL, but I like anything. You have your well, grievances with with certain things, and that's a one well, tiny my, grievance I have. I have my grievances with you right now. Damn it. Did we need to take a break? Yeah, we should take a break. Okay. I mean, rain down blows on you during the break. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440, driven by Wolf GMC Buick. Axel F, right? Axel F. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, one of the best. I need to rewatch that movie. It was so funny with the potato and the tailpipe thing. I think it was a banana. Was it a banana? Yeah, I think it was okay, a banana, yeah. I've seen it a long time. Yeah. I would much rather put a potato in than a like a banana. Is the, worth the banana it, right? fit the exhaust pipe so well, but I think. The banana, <laughs> man, they're really good. Are we is it 2-2 two, two still uh, USA and uh, Finland? I'm going to uh, do a little refresh right now. Yes, I still have 2-2 two, two, over six minutes to go in the third period. I wish I was watching that game. I'm glad there's no monitor in the studio, though. Because, because it would distract you too much. Uh, terrible. I, when I used to do the Saturday show, we had a monitor, and I'd watch baseball, and I'd do the play-by-play. I'd, do the, I'd go, yeah, you know what? They need an extra run here, a guy on second. You get that run in there. Oh, they're out. Okay. And I, I mean, I can only imagine people driving down the road. Does this guy get paid for this? I'm so fascinated by textures that message these shows to indicate they're rooting for the CFL to fail. None of us contend an NFL game without incurring significant costs. So if you love football, which apparently all these people do, why not go check out a game? YYC CFL stats guy. I, I, I so agree with you. It is, it, and, and also, you know, if you, if you watch all the Elks home games this coming year, you are going to see some real talent and, some of that talent is going to land on the National Football League. And if you love the NFL, maybe you will see somebody. I saw Warren Bleeding Moon here many times. He always blew me away by how good he was. People are upset we're talking about the CFL now. The Canadian. Okay. I don't get it. I love the CFL. Like, oh, we, no, you don't? You'd like four, you can't, you can't say you love it because you just said you like four downs. But, like, that was such a good text that came Talk in. Talk to the hand. So, should I drop it? No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was such a great text that came in by YYC Ryan. Like, if you are a football fan, you can't really go to an NFL game without incurring significant cost. His words. I just read that. I know, and that's I'm, I was referencing that okay. and saying how I think that's such a great point. I think that, like, why would the CFL get such slack for that? If you want to see a good quality product, if you claim to love football, go see a CFL game. Also, if you don't know the CFL, then a lot of The Simpsons makes no sense to you. <laughs> and, like, there's just such a... There's such a negative connotation with the CFL because it's worse than the NFL in terms of talent. And if you can get past that and you can say, yes, maybe the players aren't as talented, that doesn't mean it's not great entertainment. That doesn't no. mean it's still not a great sport. It's the second best football league in the world, and it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Well. I rambled off there at the end, but I think okay. my point was made. It's okay. If teams like Tampa Bay, Florida, and Vegas value toughness, why is it a reach for this team? I, I'm not saying – I'm saying to you – what I said was that Connor McDavid doesn't need to be protected. That doesn't mean that I think Evander Kane shouldn't be on his line. I think Evander Kane on on one of the skill lines is what we'll likely see in the playoffs. But but if you're if, if you're I'm, t- I'm talking about playing a rugged skill game, and based on what I'm seeing here, you want a, a tough guy. 
I'd like a hockey player, please. If he's tough, that's great. But give me the hockey player. It's like arguing size. Well, if if I'm if I got a guy who's six foot four, and he delivers as much offense as a guy is five eight, I will take the I will take the six foot four guy. But I don't think you should compromise on skill. Al, I don't understand why they all didn't have Broberg down at Bakersfield earlier in the season. Holland was known to leave pro, uh, prospects ripen in the AHL. He's not doing that here in Edmonton. I hope Holland doesn't get renewed. And to be honest, I don't trust him to make good deals. Your thoughts, James from the Hood. Well, the idea was that Broberg was going to play right side with Ekholm for a time, and then Ekholm was hurt. And so you, you know, Broberg made the team on his own merit, and then slowly but surely, Vincent DeHarnay announced his presence, and he ended up being the guy who won that job. So Broberg lost, lost the spot. And then they're not running. They're really not running the seventh guy. They don't even have one here now. So, you know, Broberg didn't win that spot. DeHarnay did. They like his length. And so, and penalty killing. And so Broberg is an odd man out. Now, it, that will last right up until the injuries hit. And then you'll need Broberg. That's the danger in trading him. Here we go. Fat Afron. I like the CFL with four downs, too. Yesterday, the Rough Riders are as exciting as the 80s Oilers. Today, CFL would be better with four downs. Tomorrow, the Expos leaving Canada was better for the country in the, in the long run from Radley. Well, that'll, that, that, that'll be a fisticuffs is what that'll be. Yo, I'm, I'm from here. I live here. I have season tickets to Minnesota for the Vikings. So tell the texter I do that. Okay, tomato soup. Not everybody can do that. I love Craig Button, but I'm really hoping Finland pulls it out, LOL. Why Why would Craig Button care? Oh, did he pick America? Good afternoon, fellas. In 64, my dad was transferred from Ottawa to Regina. I was in hog heaven. In those days, the south end of Taylor Field had no seats. Us kids could get in for two fifty to sit on the grass. I love the CFL from Fergie's Prostate. They called it Hemorrhoid Hill back there, back then. Did you guys touch on Jack Roslovic from Columbus? He'd be a fantastic player to plug in here. I, I haven't. I did not mention him, but that's somebody who has been brought up before. Imagine texting in to brag about being a Vikings fan. I always liked the Vikings. When I was young, they were really good. Never won a Super Bowl, but they were very good. Guys, do we still pay Brown bonus if he gets traded? Yeah. How many times do you have to answer the same question? Is it like I know that I'm being like grumpy man? A little bit. I I just don't. You think that that's been asked and answered? Yeah, but you know, you could be a new listener tuning in for the first time. Okay, then it's, it's me, not the, the the. Yeah, they could have read your blog and said, "Hey, this guy's great. I want to find him on air." They tune in and now he's they're a curious. complete ass about it. I'm just like I'm like, whoa, geez, he's <laughs> grumpy. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. 
I say, look, you know, you're publicly uh, trying to get my job is just becoming like too much. No, 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 I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not. I want to oh, ride yeah. this out with you as long as I can. I have a great I, time with you every I day. I told uh, Awanik one time. I said, I said, what I'll do is no. I said, I said this to your Chuck. I said, I'll tell every when, when I end up leaving and you end up replacing me, I'll tell everybody you bullied me out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be the same thing with me here. And then, and then I said, everybody loves me, so they will just they will just be really, really angry at you. You are too loved. Your shoes could never be filled because I of how adored you are. I will say, I got a huge, huge ego boost last summer when I went to a series of garage sales, and people would bring me free liquor. That is, that's a nice one. Yeah, that's I had a gentleman bad. bought. And I he brought me a massive Crown Royal with a little bonus Crown Royal, and then he gave it to me, and then. He insisted that he also buy the book. I offered to give him the book because I knew the value of the of the Crown Royal was higher than my, the, my book value. <laughs> Are you sure you're not confused? This wasn't just Tyler when he was dropping it no, off at your house and no. you didn't let him in? Uh, uh, Tyler brought, you know, that's something that you might want to think about. <laughs> well, he didn't even get in the front door. You kicked him out at the driveway. That's not much incentive. Well, I, but I, 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 I told my sharpshooters to stand down. <laughs> Thanks for the present. Get lost. <laughs> Don't don't fall in the moat on your way out. Well, I don't want people to think I'm lying to them when I say don't come to my house. <laughs> it's hard to compare the CFL to the NFL. Have a different size field, different rules. Yeah, but I think you can enjoy both. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. I never got that. Like, I never got why you can only be a fan of one and have to crap on the other. It doesn't have to work like that. I'm so with you on that. Like, where, where, where does it say, well, I must, you know obliterate all other leagues it doesn't work like that yeah where, where does it say when you sign up for red zone for the first time that you have to hand in your cfl fandom card it doesn't say that anywhere just be a fan of fan of both leagues and appreciate them both for what they are mm-hmm. all right some guy has sent us a picture of somebody backing into a parking spot a 14 year old apparently that's your own personal nightmare isn't it i don't like the backing in <laughs> you know it just takes too much time Maybe I'm getting grumpy. Do you think that's it? Yeah, that could be it. Am I repeating you a lot today? You who now? Am I repeating you a lot today? I don't think you are. I don't know. I didn't think I was. Maybe I am subconsciously. We got a text and it was stop repeating LT. And I was like, whoa, my bad. No, I don't think you did that. Okay, all right. Uh, Cutter Goche score. Is it Goche? Or Guthuri? His score, 3-2 now, 1647. Looks like the Americans are on the way to play Sweden in the gold medal. When's the gold medal game, March? They keep taking so long to play these games, I forget there's something else. Oh, you did say, stop, oh, I think he's joking. Uh, he, I, I, you haven't, you read the thing, but then you qualified and said, getting grumpy <laughs> from your ear candy. I don't, I don't get grumpy that, am I grumpy? No, no. Okay, I don't want to be grumpy, I don't like to do that. Although I have in the past. If you back in, you can make fast escapes. <laughs> It's it's a look at me move. Here I am backing up. Okay, everybody, stand down. I'll back up now. And I know that it's big in the oil industry. So I understand that I'm up against big oil and saying that I don't like people who back in. But I also think I just with respect, I think it's kind of a guy thing. And I think that we could we could probably back in every three times and save a lot of gasoline. 
Okay. Tomorrow, we'll take on something else. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the lowdown. Jason Greger is not grumpy. He's in a terrific mood. He's on the way. Please enjoy your day. It's time for a sports update.